Welcome to the Potion Podcast, your raw look at the hospitality industry, brought to you by SHC. What is happening, Potion? Just welcome to another episode of the Potion Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Sean Sewell. Um, today's episode, um, we're leaning into the end of the year. It's Christmas this week, uh, New Year's Eve next week. So I want to do something that I've sort of lent into working with my partner. Uh, we're about to launch a new company in uh, 2021 called Acclamation Marketing and Media. It's sort of the real name of the Exemplar LM stuff that we've been doing for the last six months. Um, we look after a couple of uh, distillery clients here in BC. Um, we're going after craft distilleries in the US because I really think between him being the, the back-end SEO, Google genius website dev, and myself being the creative uh, social media p- person, um, we've had some really great success. So I want to do this um, for the drinks business. So there's going to be some stuff that won't apply to the restaurants and the bars out there, but it'll definitely apply to every distillery, brewery, and winery uh, on the market right now um, for 2021. Um, a lot of you have had great years, like restaurants, while restaurants and OP on-premise have been hurting. Um, a lot of distilleries, wineries, breweries have blown up because people are drinking at home. So they're ordering online. So these are the five things you need to do for 2021 to prepare your drink business for the new year. Website. So this is definitely not my area of expertise. I'm going to let you know right, right now, web dev and the backend stuff. I can do the basics. I know the basics, um, but my partner, Christoph, is the master of this. Um, the stuff that he's taught me in the last six months has really just opened my eyes and it's actually influenced a lot of my social media, um, which I'm going to get into at the end. So go Google uh, page speed insights and type in your URL. This is the first thing you should really do. This is so that you don't have to t- in- include any web dev guys. You don't have to call your website people. You can go and self-check your website to see how it's running on your mobile devices and on your PCs. Um, it gives you a scale of where it sits from zero to a hundred. Uh, obviously zero is very, very bad. hundred is very, very good, but it gives you this sort of overlay. And then it gives you a list of things that are wrong. Now, once you sort of, if you automatically go to PageSpeed Insights, type in your website and it goes ding, 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 10, you should be like, shit, you can scroll through stuff. And if you're not a web dev person, um, a lot of it's going to be gobbledygook for you. Just send it over to your web web person because that web dev person really should have this sorted out. If you've paid someone to do your website and then you get a 10, you've got some serious issues. But this is a self-check uh, a self-check because we add things to our websites. We add videos, we add pictures, that sort of stuff. All this stuff slows down uh, page speeds. So you got to fix your if, issues and fishes. This is the first slide. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the first slide because this is in my book, the most important thing when it comes to your online platform, your online profile, your online brand website is the most important one. I've ordered a ton of websites with Christoph the last little while, and it has been Absolutely astonishing how many websites for distilleries in BC are absolute rubbish right now. You've got to fix those issues and deficiencies because you've always got to have a thing called websites and everything. The customer wants to get to what they want in the least amount of steps. If Look at it this way. If you set up your brick and mortar store and you had a special code that had to be decoded on the front door to get in, and then they had to walk through a maze to get to your counter to order and buy something, that is exactly what it's like to have an inefficient website in this day and age. It is literally like putting a maze in your brick and mortar store for someone to get from the front door to your cash register to buy something. 
And so that's the way you look. If you want to put it into a tangible thing, I just thought of that. I'm going to chop that up and use that later. But an inefficient website is like putting a maze in your brick and mortar store just to get your customer from the front door to the cash register. So you got to fix it. Simplify it. Less pages is always better. Like you want to keep everything nice and tight and simple. Uh, keyword reach write-ups. Now this one I can speak about. This one has been blowing my mind lately because as a cocktail person, as of someone who works in world-class bars, writes cocktail books, does all this sort of stuff. When we start talking about like keyword reaches and searches and write-ups and all these things, um, this really, really uh, struck a nerve with me because it, it, it changed the way I thought about things. I'm going to use the Squamot Wine Co. as a, as a example, because we do all their marketing and media. Um, I would never, ever, ever, ever put a uh, Manhattan on a website for a, a brand. Why? Because everybody knows how to make Manhattans. Unfortunately, they don't. And so you have to imagine what product you have, and then you've got to put a recipe for every single classic cocktail that your product goes into on your website. Because every every month, every year, thousands and thousands of people look up how to make a martini gin martini, Manhattan, rye Manhattan, all these different keywords. And these keywords bulk up your website and these keywords help people find your stuff. Now for you, your clientele may not need to know how to make a Manhattan, but someone who's in Kelowna or someone's up in Fort McMurray and types in how to make a Manhattan and your website blog for how to make a Manhattan comes up, it automatically gets them hooked on why your brand has a Manhattan. And then of course your SEO, your search engine optimization ties in with your keyword reach. This is super important because I think a lot of brands overthink what they want their message to be online. And the thing is, is that if you make gin, you should be gin. Now this is really interesting because I've been reading a lot and, and listening a lot about um, voice and voice command. And this is the way I'm gonna use this example. When you're building your brand through SEO and keywords, this is how it is. Is that if you can imagine in a couple of years when you can say, "Hey Siri, order me gin." Oh, my Siri just blew. <laughs> my Siri just. <laughs> my Siri just went off on <laughs> in my studio. Hey Siri, I want to buy a gin. Um, she's gonna have to. <laughs> no, stop. She's gonna say what gin, what brand, or. She's going to say, no problems at all. I'm going to send you X brand because that X brand has the most brand specific thing. Chances are it's going to be Tanqueray or Hendrix. Order me a gin is going to automatically go Tanqueray bottle sent. So where, how does your brand reflect the category it's in? Look at the macro down to the micro. And that's how I'm going to explain SEO and keyword reach. E-commerce. Okay. I'm going to be really blunt on this. If you fucking haven't got e-commerce set up and running well on your website, yet legally, like some states, if you listen to this in the US, you can't have e-commerce, you can't ship um, from the state based on liquor laws and stuff. But in BC, Alberta, places like this, if you do not have an e-commerce website, you've shot yourself in the foot and you're bleeding out. Like this is the most ridiculous thing that we're talking about. I was talking about this in March and April with distilleries and owners and all this sort of stuff. And they're like, well, I don't think e-commerce, we can do, we can do 
curbside pickup and da 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 and emails. Again, it comes back to how many clicks, how many steps does the customer want to do to get your product. You can have brand loyalty, but brand convenience is way more, way more, especially in this day and age. We may have another lockdown. Things are going to change in the next 12 months. Consumer convenience has not changed at all since COVID started. And it's not going to change back. We're not going to roll back consumer convenience. They're going to love going out to bars. They're going to still love doing distilleries. We're still a year, year and a half away. So I'm going to capitalize and underline must have e-commerce. If you do not have an e-commerce attachment on your website, you are losing that. And I should say uh, on your website that is working properly and efficiently, you are already 10 steps behind everybody else that does. That is just uh, the way it is, must have. If you don't, if you can't figure out a way to do shipping, if you can't figure out a way to do Shopify, you're going to have to get someone. So thorough write-ups. This is the big one that I, I like and I also hate. Like this comes back to the keyword, uh, rich text and stuff like that. I hate going to a website, going to a store, going to an e-commerce store and they've got a Shopify store and then they don't explain what the product is. For someone who does BC Spirit a day, I like to do a distillery note and my notes on my blog. Um, and I've had some crazy distillery notes. Some distilleries don't even have notes. So they don't explain what their ex liqueur is or their weird tomorrow is. Please, 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 if I can employ you from a consumer point of view, for someone who knows your products well enough and tastes your product well enough, please do thorough write-ups. Do 150, 200 words at least. Um, and then this comes back to your website. You cross-link your product recipes to your blog content. Now, most of your blog content to be searchable and to be like discoverable by Google and building that should be about five to 800 words. I should have said that on the last slide, but 500 to 800 words should really be the word count you have for your blog. So you can do your little like write up on the products, how to make it, so on and so forth. But you really want to try and maximize that number count. I still struggle with this. So I'm going to say you have to do it, but you really, really going to have to push at it. Um, so cross-link your product recipes. So when people are sitting on the Shopify store, and all the, the Wix store, the e-commerce, I'm going to just say e-com right now, e-commerce store, and they see that product underneath, you should have how what, like videos and links to uh, recipes and stuff. So that they, when they're looking and they're going, oh, how do I use this product? All of a sudden they've got five links with recipes underneath it and they know they get that connection straight away. And if it's a classic, they double down on the connection. So cross-link your products, recipes, and blog content, 100%. Bundles and on-pack. And this is one we think about it a lot with uh, retail. Retail gets bundles and on packs all the time, but we don't think about it enough on our on e-commerce stores. So bundle up, um, do half bottles, package up, um, do all these sort of on packs and uh, bundles that really, really, really help you to maximize what people are buying. Because if you do little half bottles, one thing that a Squamal Wine Company did this year that was absolutely genius little tiny 100 ml bottles of all their vermouths in a pack so that people could try it out yeah you're only going to get two or three like three or four drinks per bottle but it doesn't it stops it takes away a hurdle of someone to buy and try to come back and buy more whether it be the kina rouge or the derived vermouth so if you have a, a number of gins invest in small bottles invest in packaging do the bundles you'd be surprised how much a lot of people, and I've talked about this before as well, passion over business. People think that they make it, they're going to make a great product. They're going to be very passionate people about making this product, but then they can't translate that passion to the customer, to the guest, to the unknowledgeable um, customer. 
and get them hooked on their product. It's great to have a great story. It's great to be in the papers and stuff, but unless you can get that hook and get that person to try that product, and it's really hard right now because tasting rooms are pretty much closed. You can't go in and get liquid lips. So how are you getting, how are you digitally getting liquid lips for OP accounts for retail stores? Because back in the day, around the Christmas time, every liquor store would be having tastings and tastings and tastings and tastings for the general consumer. And they would be doing that tons and tons, like every, there'd be three or four booked every day leading up to Christmas, really maximizing the uh, retail aspect of that sale. Um, but how do you do that now? So you've got to figure out how to do it digitally. And there's been some fantastic examples out there. And I really love them. Um, the following cart. So what the following cart does actually sits down the bottom right-hand corner. It's a, it's a, a plugin that you can do for your e-com store that it actually show like follows you around and shows what you're going to put, like what, as you purchase, what your total is. And so that's just something that just keeps people going, oh, I can, you know, I've only spent $65. Oh, I could probably do one more bottle of this. The following cart sort of shows the value add to buying a couple of bottles. Then that leads into free shipping. Free shipping is an easy one. I know it takes a little bit of money out of your profit. Over a hundred bucks, do it free. Under, over 120, whichever the number you want to do, free shipping is a massive thing. And that's why the following cart's so great because you have it and it says free shipping, shipping after $125. And they go, oh, well, I've only got 25 bucks left to go. So I might as well just buy one more bottle, get free shipping and I win. That's how the consumer thinks. They pay more money to get free shipping back. So this is a big one. That's your e-commerce store. And please, if you haven't got a fucking e-com website, if you haven't got an e-com platform yet for your winery, distillery, whatever, you're seriously missing out. It should be really easy to get a hold of, really easy to access. It should be a link on your Twitter. It should be um, a link on your Shorby, which actually I didn't put it in the slides, but I'm going to talk about Shorby. Um, social media. Okay. This one's getting a little deeper, but if you've gone to page, page speed insights, you can do this. Uh, go to Ingrammer and type in your social media handle, your Instagram handle, and it'll tell you, what you're doing right or wrong. So your engagement should be above 1.22. 1.22 is the, the industry standard. That's across all industries. It's a median across all industries. So it's not just the alcohol industry. Alcohol industry sits around about 1.17, but 1.22 as a median is sort of where you want to be. So your engagement level is how many people actually comment, like, engage with that post um, and really show some love to that. Um, create a hashtag list. This is all through Ingrammer. This is a super, super one. You can hit me up on my socials or on my email. I'm talking about Ingrammer. I really, really love it. I use it a ton. Uh, create a hashtag list. So this is a way that you can build like a hashtag list of like 20, 25 hashtags based around your craft spirits. It'll tell you what are super popular, medium popular, and okay popular. And so you can build really popular hashtags that get a lot of traffic and have that. That should go into your first comment after most of your posts. Not so much Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram, definitely. Uh, and then type in some relevant hashtags. This is something that I've been getting a little bit more into. Um, the relevant hashtags is something that is attached to the picture or the piece of content you're going to be putting up. So you're doing a gin and tonic picture beside the beach. So hashtag beach days, stuff like that. So like you do your standard hashtags and then you have specific hashtags per post. It's a really big one. Hashtags are fucking important, super underrated. And if you go and search hashtag uh, drink Vancouver, follow it, follow all the hashtags that you use so you can see who's following you back or like following those hashtags. You can engage with those people. It's a really good strategy to sort of like organically reach out to people because you see 
uh, Vancouver drinks, hashtag Vancouver drinks on Instagram. You can go and search that hashtag. You get to go see who's looking. What are people talking about? They could be talking about your place and haven't tagged you or geo tagged you. And you don't even know. And you can engage with people that way. Um, speaking about geotagging, that's another one. When you go to your, your top of your things, when you tag the location, if you hit that and hit recent, it shows everybody who's tag- geotagged your location in the last little while. A lot of times they won't actually tag your handle. They'll just tag the location, which means there's a very good opportunity of you going like, thanks for coming along. Really appreciate the support. I hope you enjoy the drinks. Something along the line, you can engage with someone who never thought that they would get engagement from you. Post at least one time a day. So this is once a day on every platform. This is not a if, but, or maybe. This is a definite. You need to post once a day on all platforms. So it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm going to get to TikTok in a bit. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm going to get to in a bit as well. But those three platforms, those are the three main platforms. Posting a picture, video, something every day is a must must necessity. And if you're not doing it, you're losing out as well. Um, the, the industry stands like 0.53 posts a day. In my world, that's not good enough. Post every single day. Uh, I'm going to talk about social media buckets in the next one. Answer every comment. This is one of the biggest flaws I see with a lot of distilleries. They get busy. They post a picture. It's a one-way street. Here's our picture. Here's our content, blah, blah, blah. And then you go through and you see 50 comments, unanswered, unliked, not engaged with. This is where a lot of like a lot of accounts fall down because they don't engage their clients when they have a really good opportunity to fucking do it. So when you see comments, like, comment, like, comment, like, comment, like, comment. You have to like, comment every single one. Um, LinkedIn is not just for business anymore. Um, LinkedIn is behaving very much like Facebook six years ago, um, posting cocktail recipes, uh, especially if you were bartenders. I know there's a lot of bartenders trying to build their brand within your distillery as well. Those bartenders, they have LinkedIn, post cocktail videos. I see cocktail sh- uh, cocktail videos and cocktail uh, pictures on LinkedIn all the time, all the time. But um, think about just talking about like, because there's a lot of business people out there who may be in the Lower East Side or maybe in the Outtown in Vancouver who don't even know your distillery exists. So have a serious think about just like engaging with the business people in your area on LinkedIn. I think that it could get some really good results for everybody involved, but I think LinkedIn, you really got to research and sort of feel how, how your voice should come across on LinkedIn and consider TikTok. Okay. So this one's a brand new one for me. And I know it's really odd because I'm a 40 year old dude. Why dude, why would I be on TikTok dancing and singing? Um, I started doing TikTok seriously this week. Um, and again, I go back to those simple classic cocktails, old-fashioned Manhattan, whiskey sour, last words, daiquiri, so on and so forth. Um, the response I've got, beyond my wildest dreams, beyond my wildest dreams, I posted a old-fashioned video, um, and today right now I'm over 300,000 views, thousands and thousands of likes, thousands and thousands of shares, 650 comments, and it's just a one-minute video of me doing uh, an old-fashioned. And... I really wanted to test it out. I wanted to see how brands could use this. And it goes back to that. Hey, Siri. Um, it goes back to that is that if someone goes bourbon, is it automatically, if you say, if someone says bourbon to you, do you automatically go Jim Beam? If someone says gin to you, do you automatically go Tanqueray? This is what you need to get it like over with your brand. It's like, so people uh, in Vancouver go gin, odd society or, um, 
vermouth squamot wine company these are sort of things that you got to sort of think about and tiktok i think is going to be the one thing in 2021 that is really 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 going to i'm going to use a lot of i'm i'm going to use a lot of it i posted a a uh, whiskey sour video this morning, this morning at like 10 o'clock, 25,000 uh, views already. So I think TikTok has got some s- serious play for brands there and brands using influencers. So you don't necessarily need to use your product. Uh, you don't need necessarily um, set up your own TikTok account, stuff like that, but go through and look for bartenders in your area that may be willing to use your products in their videos. I think it could really resonate. I think it would get people asking a lot of questions and really, really push a certain agenda. So keep in mind with influencers, I didn't even get into influencer marketing this thing because I want to keep it nice and simple. Influencer marketing, TikTok, that sort of stuff is for a different show. Um, next up, content creation. This is big. Actually, we can slide influencer marketing in here. Back to basics. This is what said, but back to basic cocktails. Um, every three months, you should reset your content creation to go back to basics, whether it be production, aging, you know, um, I'm going to use Okanagan spirits because I'm know the boys over there doing a quick video of Tyler in the Rick house talking about how they age their whiskeys is a piece of content. And I think that taking it back to zero with cocktails, with how to drink it, how it tastes, tasting videos, all these things um, are something that really, 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 really should be re-looked at and reinvested in, in 2021. Now you don't need to go crazy. Now we just did a big media campaign for Squamish Wine Company with um, Acclamation. Me and the boys did a whole bunch of videos for them, but your, your, your iPhone, and a gimbal, which I can see, you can see my gimbal right on my right shoulder there. These things can really, really work and they're really good quality. You don't need to go overboard with quality. Like I've got a couple of lights hanging from my ceiling. You can see one over my right shoulder there. Um, you can do a really good quality job with your iPhone. So go sit in your Rick house, talk about your whiskeys, hang out. And I'm, I'm telling you, people will resonate with it. Calendar bucket and themes. This is one that I've been trying to ream into a lot of clients' heads. Every day of the week, if you want to post once a day, like I've been saying, theme, whether it be a cocktail, a ingredient explanation, a graphic, something, something, and you theme every day as a bucket. And then you go top to bottom, 12 pieces of content. Now, when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, piece of content every single day. That seems excessive. I do in excess of about 40 to 50 pieces of content a day myself. I don't have a team. There's no one standing over here with a camera on everything. Um, once you get your daily themes, doing 12 pieces of content is not that hard. Doing 12 pieces of content talking about your SKUs is not that hard. But guess what? That is three months worth of content posting every single day. And it's that easy. Tell your story. And this goes into document over create. Tell your story. Document over create. Massive things. Stop. Everybody gets caught up in perfection. Quality is subjective. Everybody gets caught up in like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Tell your story. Document over create. If a bunch of grain shows up, I've been seeing this a lot lately. And I've been fucking loving the stories to do this. Barrels show up. Um, grain shows up. Something's coming off the still. There's always something going on in your business. It's not at a standstill ever. So you've always got content kicking around somewhere. I would do a TikTok of you distilling something and walking through the distillation process. And I would put 10, 10 bucks down that it would blow up. Speaking of which, I'm going to put that on my list of doing a TikTok at a distillery. Um, but document over creates a huge one. Influencer marketing is a whole different one. 
I think I'm going to leave that for a different show because I think that gets a little bit too deep. Um, and there's a couple of different facets of that. I really want to dive into a little bit more and I want to deep dive into influencer marketing because I think influencer marketing is going to be a huge trend in the bar industry um, in 2021. And I think it's going to be a huge trend both ways. So it's a two-way street for influencer marketing. I think it's going to be a huge trend in 2021, but I think I'm going to leave that for 2021 art episode. Um, and finally, Dark and Google ads. So this is uh, definitely, I create the content for Christoph. Christoph feeds me what he wants. So a big one, a big, 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 big one for me was when we did the Esquimalt Wine Company videos, he's like, I want to do a gin martini. Gin martini gets uh, searched for a ton. I think it'd be a really great piece of content. Cool. I'll do that. What gin am I going to use? Like Sheringham or Steelhead? He's like, Tanqueray. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, use a macro brand because the thing is, if we throw this ad to the East Coast, Toronto, Alberta, Manitoba, everywhere where Esquimalt can um, ship, uh, no one's going to know where Sharon Ham is. Or no one's going to know what still here is. If you use a regular gin, like a regular get-off-the-shelf gin with the Esquimalt Wine Company product, it ties in. And even though the Esquimalt Wine product is one part of three in that drink, it's still t- highlighting the um, Esquimalt driver mouth. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get my head out of my ass when it comes to always using craft spirits. So this was a huge one for me. Region engagement is massive. It is absolutely massive. Dark ads, especially. I do a lot of dark ad advertising for myself, for my podcast, stuff like that. Facebook and Instagram still is extremely cheap with a huge ROI. Um, You really need to dial it in. You need test and dial, test and dial, test and dial, test and dial. It really is until you get that perfect little thing. It's like a a tuning fork. You hear it and you're like, and as soon as you get that right tune, then you nailed it and you really can nail down a really good, huge ROI um, and get a ton of engagement. So set funnels for your ads and augment them after analysis. This is a big one. Where's your customers coming from? How are they getting to the site? What they're doing on the site? How many clicks they're taking? Again, goes back to that hurdle, that maze inside your brick and mortar um, and getting it all the way down. Because then you sort of know, okay, well, why is Fort McMurray all of a sudden like blowing up with ordering for your stuff like why are they doing that um and this you have to define brand awareness versus product selling ads this is a big one because a lot of things you talk about ads you talk about advertising you talk about marketing traditionally is to sell that's what ads and marketing is for is to sell you're not there to do anything else brand awareness is a sort of a, a secondary thing that sort of tags along with it um but you need to def- define brand awareness versus the product selling ads because brand awareness, especially if you're a small craft distillery needs to take time. It needs to build. How are you going to bring that brand out? How are you going to do it? You mean it's, it's, I'm going to use a Gary V things. I love my Gary V it's a jab, 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 right hook brand awareness, jab, jab, jab. And then the product selling ads, right hook, jab, 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 right hook. And it's going to, it can, it can take some time. Um, even for myself personally, I've been jabbing for two years with podcasts. This year, 2021 is going to be some massive right hooks. And I've already got people give it like throwing me right hooks. So it's fantastic. So, and this is a, a quick BDC because I have a lot of clients go, well, that's too much or that's too expensive or this sort of thing. La, 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 la. Um, BDC, which is our um, sort of entrepreneurial banking uh corporation here in BC um, says B2C customers, which most of you are, if you're a distillery winery, should be spending five to 10% of your monthly revenue on marketing. That seems like a huge amount of money, but if you are selling 
X amount of dollars and you can spend X amount of dollars. And then all of a sudden the next month you make X amount of dollars plus plus, then this is how you return and continue. So this growth of five, 10% reinvest in your business, reinvest in your business, reinvest in business. And it's really hard with online marketing because it's not tangible. It's very hard to find the tangibility in these things. If you go and spend five, 10% of your monthly revenue on a new thresher or a new bunch of buckets for your grapes. You go, oh, that's tangible. I know where that money's gone. I know where it's sitting. I know how I'm going to use it. I know how it is. But online marketing, social media marketing is not tangible. It's very hard to quantify. Um, but B2C customers should be spending 5 10% of their monthly revenue on marketing. Um, and that should increase as your sales increase. So whew, that was a hell of a post shift shot. Okay. Um, if you haven't been listening or watching, um, I know a lot of people watch this on YouTube, which I thank you very much. But my name is Sean Sewell. I am the Post Shift Podcast. I'm also a hospitality entrepreneur. Um, I've been in this business for 22 years. The last five years has really been honing down individual aspects of my career and my, my skill set into much more of a thing. And so social media creative, content creation, that sort of thing has been something I've been doing for myself, for my businesses for about seven years. Whereas... Um, Christoph and I partnered up because he thought all the backhand cool stuff. I do all the content creation videos, that sort of stuff, be creative, figure out all this sort of stuff. Um, and our partnership is fantastic. We own a company called Acclamation. It will be launching early in uh, 2021, um, but you can get me at info at sulhospitality.com. Uh, www.sulhospitality.com is my website. Um, and you can hit me up on Instagram as well, at Sean Sewell and at Sewell Hospitality Concepts. Um, I want to thank you all for the support. It's Christmas time in a couple of days. Happy, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I will see you before the New Year, but Merry Christmas for sure. Um, thank you from you, my family to yours. Thank you for a fantastic 2020. Uh, I know it's been hard on a lot of us. I've covered a whole bunch of stuff that's been awesome and not so awesome, but I just want to say thank you so much for everything. Um, and I'll see you guys really, really soon. Bye. Thanks a lot, Posh. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast anywhere you listen or watch. Uh, review, give me a star, share away, share it with your family, share it with your friends. Hope you're enjoying your week, guys. See you soon. Bye.